This is Braden Lynch, wide receiver for Knox College, and you're here listening to Flogcast Network. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Flogcast Network. Jay Ruff in the house today. Week one. Week one is over with. It is in the history books. Uh, Just a beautiful week of fantasy football. We will go over that. In the flaw, go over week one, go over last night's game. But today I am joined by Mr. TC. Heck, you know, Tuesday, we make it a Tuesday, Thursday type of thing. How's that we sound? TC. Every day. Oh, but it just feels better on, on Thursday. I don't it's, know why. It's, it's got a nice ring to it. Uh, it yeah. So I understand. Yeah. Well, hey, again, TC, thanks for jumping on with us last minute here. Uh, we had a cancellation. We won't call anybody out. Uh, but uh, you know, heck, you know, it starts with a Q. So you know, if that does, if that says anything. Uh, but hey, thank you, uh, Mr. TC, for joining us today. Yeah, of course, it's good to be here. You know, we had oh, what a weekend! Mm. Feels good to be like mm, back mm, into mm. fantasy. We're looking at the waiver wires. We're looking at how to improve our teams. We're we're either celebrating or crying, depending on how the game turned out. So mm-hmm. it's 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 nice. It's good. It's cozy to be back here. It is. It is. And again, we had a game last night. Awesome game, if I might add. Yeah. What a very entertaining game. game. Went into overtime. Uh, just a beautiful. Heck, we had a good game Thursday. Uh, with you know, with the it came down the wire with the Cowboys and the Buccaneers, and then uh, last night, just an awesome game to watch with the Ravens losing. A close one to the Raiders, 33-27. to 27. We can go over this game real quick, uh, TC, like I said. And then we have the matchups and the waiver wire to go through. So lots to go through today. Uh, but are you surprised about this at all with the Raiders defeating the Ravens uh, last no, night? I'm not surprised. Um, I knew that it could happen. Uh, the, uh, the odds are not in the Raiders' favor because we all kind of feel like the Ravens are just a better team. But the Ravens have been – just marred with injury mm. five season ending injuries in and in, in less than 25 days on the Ravens team. Um, and that is just that. Um, it is. And, and heck two of them came in the same day. Yeah. Like back to back play. Yeah. So I'm not super surprised. Um, I, I knew that the Raiders were very cognizant of these injuries and that they were going to still have to go out and play their game um and they did you know they they did um there were issues here and there you know we'll talk about that but at the end of the day they came out with the w Mm. and it was very exciting still like overtime two turnovers on the overtime Um, yeah we really had no idea who was gonna win that game until the end and the end it was just a great play at the end yep just very entertaining of course starting with the raiders Derek carr uh, heck, he threw the ball 56 times, uh, completed 34 of those for 435 yards, two touchdowns, one interception, uh, one uh, towards the end that was a game-winning touchdown to Zay Jones there. Uh, just a gorgeous pass. Now, I think we all know who his best friend is, and that is by far Darren Waller. The dude Darren was Waller's targeted 19 times. 19 player on that team. That's insane. Now, of course, you know, heck, it, it was his birthday. So I don't know if that had to do with anything. But oh, that, I mean, what? heck, it's, no, it's a normal kind of thing. Just him targeting that. the crap out of Waller. Well, heck. 
Yeah, yeah it's, that's insane. Ten receptions for 105 yards and a touchdown. Like this guy is, and and they showed a stat during the game that the from a quarterback to a tight end, they're second in receptions, only behind Mahomes and Kelsey. Mm-hmm. So you know yeah. that 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 tight end connection is real. And I just I, I guess you don't really pay attention to it more with with Kelsey. Because I mean, he he spreads it out the hill a lot too. Uh-huh. Um, and you just I mean, you 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 uh, can pay attention more with the with the Raiders here because it's just constant boom, boom, boom. You know, Waller, Waller, Waller. Uh, no, he does have some uh, uh, other guys there. Hunter Renfro was a guy that, of course, I loved. Uh, just you know, even if you put fantasy aside, he is a wide receiver that you would love on your team. He he pretty much only has one move. It's a slot, and it's just curling off that slot, and boom, it's right there. And then the Ravens got frustrated because he kept doing it, repeating it and doing it, and it was working. And, heck, he, one time he got, like, shoved to the floor on your yeah, body check because they were frustrated. Yep. <laughs> but hey, he did you, well. Six, uh, six catches, there. 70 yards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, – and then Brian Edwards – uh, he, you know, he four catches, 81 yards. What I'm a little disappointed here is Mr. Henry Rooks. He had a few drops, um, a, a few catches that I mean, throws that just bounced right off his hands. Now, uh, granted, Derek Carr doesn't really place his throws that well. And some of those Henry, you know, heck, it bounced right off his hands, but he had to reach back for it. And you can tell there was some frustration there um, when it comes to the throwing. But if Henry Ruggs, you know, heck, he, they, they all talk about him being the number one target wide receiver-wise on this team. That's not going to happen. And it doesn't look like it's going to happen this year for Ruggs. Um, not not based off of one game. But yeah. also yeah. the Ravens secondary is, you know, it, it, it's up there for being the best in the league too. Mm-hmm. Um, but but like you said, like he's this is his second year. He's got to, like, make it happen. If he doesn't, then – you know, it, it, it looks like Brian Edwards is better out of the. Out of the well, that's that's what I'm it. saying. I think there's some other guys. Uh, even Edwards looked better than Rucks. Yep. I thought Renfro by far looked better than Rucks. He was consistent. Um, Hunter Renfro is consistent. Um, he's not like the big, big, uh, big play guy, but he's going to be the guy that's there for you consistently to get you chipping down the field to, to move the ball. Mm-hmm. No, on the ground, Josh Jacobs. Now he had ten carries for thirty-four yards, but he did slide into the end zone twice. So that really helped out some uh, fantasy owners, I'm sure. Uh, but again, you could really tell that he was hurting. Uh, with I think I guess it was a turf toe. We didn't hear we really, really hear anything about the turf toe. It was all about illness uh, going into the game, and he was questionable. But I guess in, in the Last night they said something about turf toe. He had to change some shoes. I guess it was bothering him. He was limping multiple times. But heck, he did. He did get two touchdowns. So I guess that's positive. Yeah. If if that's going to continue, um, they're they're going to need to just let him heal because they're going to keep using him and using him like this, and he's going to do something that's going to really injure it. Um, right. So I would like put pump the brakes as a team. I would pump the brakes on Jacobs a little more. Try to get Kenyon involved a little more. Um, just just to save him, you know, just to like hopefully let that toe heal. So, you know, when the time comes, they can really attack with him because he is the better running back on that squad. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and moving on with the moving on to the Ravens. Heck, Lamar Jackson, um, 
He did have a touchdown, 235 yards. Now, if he he fumbled the ball three times. And, heck, I mean, we lost all know with – what's that? And he lost two of them? And he, yeah. So, he, he – yeah, he lost two of them with three fumbles. Uh, but with we all know that that's a possibility with Jackson. I mean, he runs the ball so much, uh, so the ball can, you know, fly out of his hands. And that's what happened sometime last night. Yeah, uh, he, just, he was running, and then it just – poked out of his hands so we know that's and he still put up like 19 fantasy points so it wasn't a dud yeah he's always going to put up fantasy points he's got a really low floor a really high floor which is you know kind of what you're looking for in fantasy performances and you know those um i've got a friend who lost a game by 0.6 points because of the lamar jackson fumbles Uh so you know like that will make you lose a game so it's fantasy though it's exciting um Mm. but he, he needs to keep that ball in because when he had those fumbles, the ball was out away from his body. Right. One hand swipe on the arm, that ball's loose. And that's no, what of course. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. So, I mean, of course he led the team in carries, led the team in yards. Uh, but we, like you mentioned uh, with the issues of the running backs, just dropping like flies uh, Tyson Williams. Uh, he, he looked at me. Hey, he had a very good run in the beginning of the game uh, for a touchdown. He finished, and but he only finished a couple more carries. He finished with nine carries, eighty, I mean, sixty-five yards. So it wasn't that bad. But Latavius Murray, I think, what they're going to be doing is just giving it the ball, letting him flow a little bit more in this offense. Heck, what was I think it was? Did you watch the Manning? Yeah. Uh, did you watch that? And after he uh, scored, after Murray scored, Eli was like, "Heck, Murray's only been there for freaking four minutes." <laughs> that's pretty much what it was. Yeah. And they gave him a touchdown. So I really think that the Ravens will uh, ease him in some more, and, and he will be the guy here. I don't, I don't think so. I think Tyson Williams looked You better. don't think so? No, I think Ty, Tyson Williams looked – he had fresher legs. He looked faster, more explosive. But he carried the ball more than Williams. Um, but look look at the uh, receiving stat yeah. line, too. Yeah, well, I think, he, I think Murray will be more of a ground guy, and Williams will be more of a throw guy. Maybe, maybe. I, I mean, mean that big that big run does help him, but also he's a, you know, he's so young, so he's still got a lot to learn. Latavius is going to be out there to teach him the game, but they have to go with Tyson because I I, I, think, I think Williams has a, a quicker first step. Yeah, I think he does. But I mean, they they brought in Williams for a reason. Um, and, and not Williams, Murray brought in Murray for a reason. Heck, they still got Bell and Freeman. And well, those guys will be flowed in there a lot. It wasn't like they specifically went out of their way to go and target Murray. Murray got released, and he is the best available running back on a team that needs a running back. That's but a, they picked up Murray player. after they picked up two other vets. Well, that's because Murray's better than Le'Veon, or Le'Veon Bell and Devontae Freeman. He's still just better. Like, so do you think I, they're going to have Bell and, and Freeman involved in this offense? I hope not. I think they're going to throw Bell in there. I don't I think, see much I think of Freeman. A little bit because of his experience and you know uh, what he can do to help the young running back Tyson Williams. I, um, I still don't think this is the backfield I want to mess with. Um, it's probably not something you're going to consistently want, be, but because of the issues, there isn't uh, there isn't like this guy that's just like, oh, that's definitely the dude there. Um, but but I think rostering Tyson Williams and maybe Latavius Murray. Um, are still going to be useful because you're going to need running backs on bye well, I mean, weeks, it, on it injuries. Just, you're going to need someone to plug and play, and like these are the guys that are going to do it. I if, I agree, but it, it just it 
like they literally TC just picked up Murray and they gave the ball to him 10 times second on the team behind Lamar Jackson. So that really has something. I mean, that's like, I, I, I can, I see that to continue to grow once he gets used to this offense. Mm, we'll see. I don't think that he's going to be the number one, though. Who? Uh, well, heck, we will see. Uh, again, I think there's so many mouths. I mean, it's getting it's getting a little crowded there. Um, That's and, not a bad uh, thing. And also, no, it's not. No. Yeah. They they they're doing pretty decent. Um, throwing the ball to Tyson Williams as well. Um, so I think they're. I think what it is is like they're trying to ease him in. Um, mm-hmm. and, and Murray's there to take that pressure off of uh, Williams for every single down usage. Um, uh, with the receivers, uh, Sammy Watkins, I thought, f- fit in well there. Uh, he, first game he, of the year, Sammy Watkins. First, yeah, up. heck. He, he was a little under 100 yards, which is weird for game one for yeah, Sammy definitely. Watkins. Uh, but, he, I mean, heck, he did. You know, I, I thought he looked good. Uh, Marquise Brown looked good. All, he caught all of his targets for 69 yards, six of them with a touchdown. Uh, and uh, Mark Andrews was pretty quiet. He, he was targeted five times, three catches for 20 yards. Um, any of these receivers catch your eye, TC? Uh, Marquise Brown, I, I felt like he did better. Um, but that also comes from Lamar um, doing better as a, as a passer, too. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. Lamar looked a little better. He wasn't as consistent. I mean, and I think this is the issue with Lamar. Uh, you know, there were some throws that started to get sloppy from him. Um, throughout the game but he had some really nice throws still um and, and and the manning brothers were talking about anytime like the quarterback kind of messed up they were, they were really great about pointing out the issues and there were some times where he didn't set his feet same thing with Derek carr you know they were they were talking about what what the issue was um so that's like really insightful when you're trying to like uh understand why the qbs do the things that they do but like like we've been talking about lamar jackson just uses his feet so well and and, and you got to contain him on all sides of the ball but he he understands that too, so he's been working on his his throwing mechanics and to to be a better passer for his team. and And I think Marquise Brown is the one um, that has benefited the most from that. I know that Sammy Watkins had four for ninety six, but he had a forty nine yard bomb. Um, he was mm-hmm. targeted eight times. Uh, Marquise Brown six for six and sixty nine yards and a touchdown. I feel like the consistency is going to be there more than anything. And then hopefully, um, what the Ravens are hoping for is. Um, Rashad Bateman coming back and you know mm-hmm. if Lamar continues to progress with his throwing ability, then, you know, they'll have another threat on the outside, big body capable guy um, that makes that team's offense a little more dangerous. So yeah. that's what they're hoping. I think. Yeah. They got Bateman also miles Boykin. I'm not sure. Um, I mean, he was on, on the IR as well, but I'm not sure how he will be involved in this offense. Second year guy um, for uh, Baltimore as well. But, you know, it, uh, again, it, it's a Sammy Watkins game one. Of course, we might see him fade more, but I, th- I thought he looked well. He looked good. Yeah. Um, yeah. As far as Sammy Watkins game ones go, that's a uh, that's, that's pretty <laughs> that's good. That's normal. Yeah. So a good yeah, again, good fun game to watch. Very first uh, Monday night football game for this year. Uh, matchups, TC. We had some. Uh, not close ones, but they were, I think they were still, I think it was just week one, just fun to watch yeah, or fun to, you know, fun to, to be involved with uh, just watching these, these uh, matchups here again, no close ones. Uh, they were all blowouts and we'll go ahead and start with yourselves, with your team, TC. <laughs> uh, congratulations. Uh, beating up 
destroying, embarrassing, if I might add. The defending champions, um, revenge was was uh, on your mind for sure. You defeated the Magic School Bus 199.3 to 133.6. You led the flog in scoring. Congratulations. Get one of those. Thank you. Thank mm-hmm. you. No big deal. Um, and uh, I mean, it was pretty close. To, I mean, Scotty was right behind you, but you, again, you just destroyed Keegan Scott. Did it feel good? Yeah, it was fantastic. And at one point, even, you know, like we, we've all discussed how my wide receiver core is my weak spot. Um, at one point, I had mm. three touchdowns. Each receiver had a touchdown, and there were four total catches. Mm-hmm. So the efficiency was just unbelievable there for me um, and wide receivers. Adam Thielen came out to ball this week, and I'm super pumped about that. He did. Um, the real story here is, well, two, in my opinion, are Kyler Murray and TJ Hawkinson. Um, Kyler mm. Murray looked great. He was, I mean, he was dynamic. He had that interception. It's all right. But he had five total touchdowns, um, four through the air, one on the ground. Um, he got me 37.4 points. He is the number one quarterback so well, far after week one and it's again great. tc we mentioned it in the uh matchup review oh um and the, like no i mean we talked about like with your quarterbacks just being 10 times better than keegan's quarterbacks and that's heck that's what happened yeah Matt Ryan just helped. just pooping an egg um and yep. then your quarterbacks did well i mean you got justin herbert not doing the like extremely well, like fantasy fantastic. wise he didn't do well but he played against washington he, football team he, yeah i mean i watched that game he i thought he did well and mike williams um dropped a, a touchdown in the end zone too so mm-hmm. he could add another touchdown but um, uh, again kyler murray just looked awesome yeah overall yeah, he did. just looked awesome and and, um, and it doesn't help that the tennessee looked like a middle school team they, they did really looked they did. awful just yeah. on both sides of the ball they couldn't do anything um, mm-hmm. it looked like I feel like they were garbage time touchdowns. I didn't watch the full game, I mostly watched red zone because it's really hard. The first string of games, it's hard to like watch all the plays. There are so many plays. Oh, there's so and, much, it was so enjoyable though. Goodness, and that's so what's fun. great about red zone, too. You know, not trying to promote it here, but you know, like if you can get it, watch it, and yeah. that's where you're going to get like just some of the best information. But you still want to, like, I had three screens up, I had both my, I have a, a an old iPad, a new one in my computer. I had them all on. Um, I had two get full-time games going for my, with my fantasy guys. And then I had red zones and I was just like all over the place. It was, it was exciting. It was fun to watch. Mm-hmm. You might see the score go up on your team. And Oh like, boy. It's such a great feeling. It yeah. really is. With, with your team now, TC, there's a bunch of positives. You had a bunch of positives this week. Uh, again, with Christian McCaffrey putting up 23.2 and without even a touchdown. On the yeah. ground or in the air, he's already uh, won, and he doesn't have a touchdown yet. Right. Um, again, uh, that you know, that's a positive. Um, uh, Kamara looking very well. He was heavily targeted on the ground and in the air as well. Yep. Uh, just a great option there with when it comes to running backs. Uh, I think a negative um, for your team would be Robbie Anderson only catching the ball one time. He did get in the end zone. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Uh, but only one, only one catch there. Are you concerned about? by that at all um you, you know like my strategy um for the draft was that i need to target running back or not running back but wide receivers and in two mm-hmm. rounds i got three wide receivers robbie anderson was one of them so this is an issue where i knew that there were going to be players that were all around each other adp wise 
Robbie Anderson, Adam Thielen, T. Higgins, Jerry Judy, and Brandon Cooks, those five receivers, I knew they were going to be around each other. Um, and I figured I, I would take the best um, best hand every week. And, you know, I felt like it was Robbie Anderson. Um, he got me a little more points than Jerry Judy, who went down with a high ankle sprain. Uh, but then Brandon yeah. Cooks showed out. So, like, I'm looking at Robbie Anderson as, like, a negative point. But I'm also seeing that, like, okay, well, I got other players that I can put there. I right. only really won right now, and that's really Brandon Cooks. Um, yeah. So I, I think I'm going to end up starting Brandon Cooks, but but I'm also glad that I got Robbie Anderson, you know, because he got that one touchdown for me. Mm-hmm. Now, again, yeah, like you said, Jared Judy, another negative uh, going down with a high ankle sprain, I believe, but uh, it, it looked worse than what it was. So I guess you're kind of, you know, happy it wasn't a season-ending injury. Well, this um, is what happened to Michael Thomas game one last last year. He had a high mm-hmm. ankle sprain, got rolled up on. It didn't look as bad as Jerry Judy's for certain. Um, right. But but he was out six weeks, seven weeks um, because of their um, bye time, and then he only played a few games and re-aggravated it. So I'm just thinking about the the thought process of, well, I, I hold on to Jerry Judy. He's got to be on my bench. I also lose a bench spot because I don't want to drop him because in the, in the end he could come back and play very well for me. Um, so I'm just really, mm-hmm. I, I'm really just like, well, there's nothing I can do now. I just got to keep him on the bench and hope for the best when he returns and that they don't rush it too fast and that he re-aggravates it and ends up not playing the rest of the year. Right, right. Now for Keegan's team, uh, I mean, he had a few, uh, he had a few negatives, uh, Aaron Jones. Um, I mean, again, the whole green Bay Packers team Packers was just, team awful. just awful. Uh, he had Aaron Jones, Devonte Adams, both of them just, you know, a putting combined up combined score. Yeah. Right. Just not good. Uh, that will not happen every week. I think we no. all know that, uh, Matt Ryan only putting up 7.2. Now, heck they just looked awful. Now is, I mean, heck it could be a thing that. Is this just a a new thing with the Falcons? Is not like just being awful. I don't, I don't, I don't think so. But I don't know. I hope not, because you hope that all you know, all fantasy capable players are going to be you know doing what they can do. But I don't have anybody on the Falcons either, so it doesn't affect me. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, just because you want to see players play well, uh, it's 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 disheartening. But you know, like. Either it's either Atlanta is just awful or the Eagles are better than we expect. Um, and the same thing goes for, you know, the, the New Orleans Green Bay game. You're like, yeah, mm-hmm. Green Bay played terrible, but Jameis Winston, he balled out. And the mm-hmm. Saints looked really good on both sides of the ball. They did. They sure did. Same yeah. with Philadelphia. Like, they look good on both sides of the ball, comparable to the Falcons anyway. So, you know, is that just the Falcons? Like, just, you know, they're they're – rusty is that what it is or are we going to find out that they are terrible you know this is week one so there are some big losses but i can i don't know i think matt ryan might just be tired <laughs> now you're you, okay you're keegan scott all right are you oh, please no <laughs> are you concerned after week one at all um I, I think that he knew that he was uh the chances of him losing were higher um, so I don't think it became as much of a shock, but I also think now that he, um, well, well, because there are some now, positive things too, like the Jamar. Chase. There is, yeah. Jamar and Chase again, Aaron, really Aaron, good. Right now, Aaron, like I said, Aaron Jones and Devonte Adams will not have bad games that won't like happen that again. No, so I don't I mean, think he's panicking. I don't think anybody should panic week one. 
I really don't. I think no. what you do is you have to be patient. Once you get right. two or three and your and your players are consistently doing the same thing they, that they were doing, like if mm-hmm. we see if we see Jones and Adams have two more weeks where they get under ten points each and the Green right. Bay is just looking awful, then I start hitting the panic button extremely hard. Should um, he be concerned at all with Fitzpatrick going down? Because he does have Logan Thomas, he does have Terry McLaurin. Um it should should he be concerned at all about that? Oh yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. That's, you know that's another negative, I think. Even even with Fitzpatrick there, I wasn't, uh, you know, their their ceiling wasn't going to be as high as it could, in my opinion. Like I know that we've seen Fitzpatrick ball out a few times, but he's been on more teams than I've rooted for in my life. Um, so I don't know. I just feel <laughs> like he's a little old. He's really smart. He but what 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 I've always noticed with Fitzpatrick is he's always starts out really great and then he ends terribly. Well, he's going to be out. I don't know if he's on the IR right now. So I don't know how long he's going to be out. I don't know how long a hip, that hip injury can keep him out, but I don't know what Heineke can do. Um, right. They're probably going to stick to their best players. It's going to be a lot of McLaurin, a lot of Gibson. Um, and then I think that is Thomas is touchdown dependent to be fantasy relevant. And right. I don't doubt that that will happen, but I don't see it consistently him getting a touchdown week in, week out. Yep. I mean, and, and I'm going to say this again. Now, Keegan Scott's probably sitting in a position. If you look at his team, I mean, he, he has a good team. Don't get me wrong. It does. But this is not a championship kind of team, TC. I don't think that this team will give him a back to back championship and defend this title. I don't uh, believe it is. I don't um, think so. I hope not. So, sure. I mean, here's the thing do not trade with Keegan Scott. Do I have to, like, I don't <laughs> understand what I have to do to make that more clear because there was almost a trade this morning with Keegan Scott. I don't I'm not sure if you saw that or not TC, Oh yeah, I did. but there I was, was commenting on it. and I don't think it, I don't think it went through because it, you know, it wasn't completed on the app. I'm just solving it. Heck I would, I would, I just don't, I wouldn't even, I mean, you listen to him, you listen to him. Yeah. But I wouldn't even trade. I mean, I'll, just don't trade with him because he will make you think that it is his idea. I mean, I mean, I'm sorry. It is your idea, and it will benefit you more than with him. Like that's what that's how he thinks. Yeah, but you just have to match him. You just have to match his. Uh, that's how it starts, TC. That's really <laughs> how it starts. Just we'll don't. If he, if he just comes don't trade off, with him. Just don't do it. Listen, I'm. I'm he will not win business. with this lineup. Don't trade with him. Listen, I'm in the business for winning. Okay. If someone's going, it sounds like you're already talking with them. If, are if you, it, it, listen, if it's are you talking with them, TC? <laughs> Gosh dang it, quit be, it. I could be, I could be talking. He sent me one this morning. He sent me the exact offer he sent uh, that Connor accepted. Seriously, <laughs> he sent me like five minutes before they accepted it. Yeah, but he knows not to he, offer that to me because I ain't going to accept he it. He sends it to everybody because he's going to end up – he was going to end up dropping Parker. He was going to do it. We all know that's what he does. He's going well, to drop he's Parker. drop Parker because he's going to pick up – he's going to he's gonna go hard on the fat budget. He has to go hard. Well, I mean, he already had full, Will Fuller. He returns this week. Yeah. So that's, how, well, that's why he was trying to get rid of him. Yeah, I see that. And of That's course, fair. he he. Uh, I said, like, dude, I'm I, I don't want Parker. And then he he threw me a big message. You know the reasons why I should take Parker. Parker, you know, is outscoring my bench. Blah blah blah. Like he is a salesman. He knows what he's doing. Just 
Just don't listen to them. Shut the door on every trade. Don't trade with them. <laughs> I'm talking to you, well, TC, because I know well, somebody's going to bite the bait, and you're a high well, candidate. Well, you, just, you just see how dangerous my team is, and you realize if I trade Keegan that I have a chance of getting even better, and then it's just championship run for me. Just don't do it. Oh, we'll sorry. See. We got to move, move on. on to the next matchup. We got to move on. <laughs> we make this Keegan Scott don't trade with him episode. We can do that later. Um, next one. Uh, TC, I did it. I won. You did. Weird. Yeah, that's good. You yeah, did. That's you one did. of those. You, uh, you, you predicted that you would win. No big deal. Um, no, let me, let me, let me, let me win. add this. I yes. got TC extremely lucky. I believe. Yeah, because Aaron Rodgers, one point two points. If Aaron yeah. Rodgers plays a normal game. Oh boy. Then you yeah. lose. You lose. You lose. Barely, and but you like, lose. just look at like with with Connor's lineup. Of course, like you mentioned, Aaron Jones, Barkley only scoring three point two. Extremely lucky. I was lucky. telling you guys all week that Barkley was not going to be used normally, but everyone's like, "Oh, he's in full form." Did you see this one? Did you see this one video of this uh, this non coverage practice no pads cut that he made? Yeah, it doesn't help good. that the Giants are just not good. Yeah, so you mix it. in the fact that he's come back from an injury is the bad combo. They're easing him into it. Why would yeah. they why would they take him in hard like right out the gate? Like, no, that's just a bad business move if you try yeah. to get Parkley. Like he's not Again, gonna be I, full form until game like three, four, five, or six. I I mean fuck, yeah. maybe no, like, yeah, five. I agree. I agree with that. It's not gonna happen. Like, I get it. He is a spectacular player, but the human body cannot do certain things. And- should should Connor Limbach trade Barkley? Um, I think I don't think he will trade Barkley um, because I don't think you I don't think you will get. Should he? Uh, if you were him, should he consider it? No, because he's not going to get anything that's worth it. Yeah, like, yeah. At all. I mean, I guess you're right. That's what I'm saying. Like, if it, if he does come back, you know, or if he does like return to form um, later on, you know, in a few weeks, then he's worth it to keep. But you have to. But right now, you are selling low on Barkley. Um, now, of course, uh, heck, I didn't even say the score. I defeated Connor Lindback 146.9 to 121.5. Connor had the lowest scoring uh, in the flog week one. Uh, now, again, just so much unluckiness. Yeah, um, he I mean, was very much. I mean, it was. James Robinson, like, very not involved. Kyle Pitts didn't do uh, what people were thinking that rookie would do. And Atlanta, well, again, Atlanta, Atlanta just had an terrible. awful game. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, the Buccaneers defense uh, with negative three points. I mean, I just Dallas ate them alive. You know, yeah, he's I mean, going to need to be looking for some rotating defensive. Uh, so, uh, positives for Connor. Lockett um, did well. Lockett did David very well. He Montgomery. carried it. David Montgomery. Is he looked very good. Yeah. Running back one. <laughs> yeah, man. Right he looked very good. He looked faster. He um, and then he did last year. And I thought the block, I mean, the, the offensive line did very well. They opened those holes up for Montgomery and, against, and he sliced through them. Yeah, that was against Los Angeles Rams, too. And they yeah, had a great yeah. defensive front. They really did. Well. And David Montgomery well. looked great. And they still got destroyed. Yeah. But I mean, he but, I mean good. Matt Stafford what looked, he looked so good. You know, uh, Waddle should Waddle be in his lineup? He did well. You know what? I'm I'm considering it, but with Will Fuller coming back, there are so many mouths to feed on mm-hmm, Miami. Mm-hmm. It, they really do have quite quite a lot of offensive weapons. Now it comes down to is Tua capable of making all those weapons work? And I'm I don't I don't see that yet. Like I thought they, Tua looked good. Yeah, to be honest with you, I thought yeah. he did well. 
Tua looked manageable. He looked. He didn't. He didn't look extra good. He didn't look bad though. He looked that very first run. Uh, that I mean, the very first offensive drive that Miami had, he looked good, and he ran in the end zone at the yeah, end. Yeah, well, one drive doesn't win you. It games. doesn't. No, but I thought he did very well that first drive. It was decent. I'm I'm still not sold on him. He he looks like he's too reserved. Like, and I get yeah. that he had he yeah. had that hip injury. Um, he, but he doesn't look like he's so far. He doesn't look. Uh, when I can't compare him, like let's say size size wise and play style wise, mm-hmm. you can compare him to Russell Wilson and Kyler Murray, but they make plays happen. And I have not seen that yet. And granted, we have a smaller sample size. If he wants to be better, he needs to start getting onto their level and making those things happen, use his legs more to open Mm -hmm. up. And because he's got so many wide receivers, Waddle, Parker, um, what's the other guys, Will Fuller, like he's in, you know, then they've got some decent, uh, Gusecki's not a bad tight end. Yeah, I think he's pretty good. Not fantasy viable, but I think he's pretty good. Well, heck, decent. he wasn't. Yeah, he was not involved at all. He had some great, great fantasy weeks last year. And Miles Gaskin's pretty good. So he's got great offensive weapons. He needs to be able to extend the play and make big-time plays happen. That's when we will see the leap. But I don't know if that's going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen. I think he's going to lose confidence and, and, and whittle away. Now, Connor does have in his flex, like I said, James Robinson did not have a good game. Are you can would you be concerned about James Robinson at all? No, I, I, no. I'm not. I think that I think that everyone's calling for James Robinson to get the ball more now, and I think that Urban Meyer has to hear it because he well, didn't Carl, do it. Yeah, as much Carlos as he Hyde ran it more than James Robinson. Yeah, which is which is, which is uh, unbelievable. How yeah, you get which some is gross. Old dude with dusty knees running running better than the guy that was. Right. Uh, what, what was James Robinson last year? What did he finish? Ooh, uh, crap! I forgot. I don't. I don't know either. Top but it was ten. Like, yeah, top ten for certain. I think like yeah. top eight. Yeah. Um, and how you how are you gonna not give the ball back to your number one player? I don't. I don't know. I mean, it really has something. I, 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 I feel fine with James Robinson still in your lineup. He might be like. I mean, again, I think I think he's sitting pretty with a flex on Connor's team. Um, yeah. I, this still has to be a guy you you trust and throw him in there on the flex. I think if anybody you're gonna you, yeah you're gonna have down weeks from all players, but mm-hmm. I think James Robinson is gonna be the more consistent option, um, and his flex play than you know let's say Brian Edwards who got like all of his receptions in overtime in the last quarter or I mean Jalen Waddle could be could be a great flex play, but we need to see another you know another game or two out of him to see how consistent he can be. Right, right. Now, moving on to my team, I did send a thank you letter to Mr. Tom Brady. Uh, he put up 31 fantasy points for my team. Trevor Lawrence, heck, man, he had three interceptions, but also three touchdowns. So, I mean, he, he gave me 22 fantasy points. I'll take that. Yeah, that's negative Why six not? points for the interceptions. Right. Um, and, again, like moving back to me saying that I was extremely lucky, uh, with Elliot only giving me about five points. I had a goose egg, my wide receiver two slot, which I'm still frustrated with, by the way. We heard yeah. no peep. We heard nothing about Brandon Ayuk not playing. Uh, well, I mean, heck, he played. He played, you know, about 27 snaps or something like that. Well, he might as Scotty. well not have played. He might as well not have. He didn't get any targets. Yeah, they should have just put him on the sideline and let him, like, get massages the whole time instead. But, I mean, like, I don't trust San Francisco anymore because no. of this. Like, why would you – like the, we didn't get, we didn't hear anything about that, well, and we didn't like. Was, it took a while for Trey Sermon with the Trey Sermon thing. Yeah, like we, I mean, heck, we didn't hear like it, it's silliness. He didn't and even so dress. Like, right. I mean, it's just like, come on, man. 
Like, let us know these things. But I get, <laughs> I, I get it though. Like, as a professional team, like you don't want your your opponents to have any kind of leg up that they can. You want them to be preparing for Ayuk and then realize that oh, oh yeah. Ayuk's not playing, and well, then he I takes mean, attention away from them. Yeah, I mean, heck, I mean, I, again, just like with with him and just me being extremely lucky. You with zero points. Uh, Marquez Galloway just not he didn't do what you know. I mean, again, that he was shadowed a lot. Uh, against Minnesota, he was. I mean, on Green Bay, he was shadowed big time. They paid well, I mean, major pay attention to this guy. There? Who was what? the number one receiver there? Like, wasn't he like designated as wide receiver one? Because Deontay Harris, technically, yeah. I mean, so, you like, can, if you watch you that expect? game, and I watched that game a lot. They just they were all over him. They yeah. were all over him. Shadowed him. It's got to be so, like a, a. It's got to be a confidence boost. Like, yeah, his stat line is one reception, but they were if they were all over him like that, they know how dangerous he can be. I'm I'm still high on him. I'm so yeah, high on Kyle. I think you so have I'm, to be. I think you have to continue to put faith in him, and I think that he's going to um, yeah. down the line. He's really going to hit his stride, and he's going to start making these consistent yep. cases to be on a flex. At and then heck with Robert Tanyan, just again part of the Green Bay. Packers yeah, the team Packers, just awful. I mean, Packers I just players. I got right. so lucky, TC, and I, I picked up a dub. Thank you. You did. First time, did. first time in three years since I won my very first matchup. Oh, now my. the last like Connor, we, me and Connor, have been battling battling week one for the last three years now. I went, I went zero and three against them. That um, and now this is the first time I defeated him week one. Well, so, I mean, if, heck, goodness. If, if next year. If next year we have the same beginning matchups, we, we're going to have to do something about switching up our our uh, our matchups like throughout the year because I don't want to have just play like the same matchups every single year. I, I see. Yeah, yeah. We'll send it. We'll send a uh, an angry letter to the commissioner. Yeah, we'll about write him a letter. Um, All right, sounds good. Next matchup: uh, the hail to the Chiefs destroyed uh, the uh, past champion from two years ago, uh, the Blount Force, one hundred ninety six point four. To 133.1, Scotty was second and scored in the flog this week. Uh, again, just it, it was the Chiefs and Lamar. Well, heck, Lamar Jackson only put up 19. Uh, but uh, it, it's crazy. Like he was bragging about his quarterbacks putting up 50 some fantasy points, whatever. Marcus Terry had the most quarterback points in this week one with Wilson and Hurts, and yeah. I don't hear him bragging. Well, Heck. you got to you got to get a text message from him first before he can brag. Sure, so. that that's that's very true. Uh, but yeah, Paige, I mean the the Chiefs, man. When I'm they I'm looking at him right now, and and his Chiefs, Mahomes, Hill, and Kelsey, they scored ninety points. <laughs> that's that's almost more than Connor. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> getting close. Which that's is three insane. But, I mean, they had to play. They were playing from behind most of the game until the end. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's going to happen that way. Yeah. I mean, so he, I mean, of course, and this is him putting up this amount of numbers uh, with Austin Eckler, just not, I mean, like, did I don't, I think it was a thing that he didn't receive any targets or something, or he didn't see any catches, one of the two, but he wasn't involved wasn't in receiving targeted. game. Yeah. Targets. Yeah, he wasn't at all. Yeah. Which is very weird, uh, but it still put up at 11.7. Um, and then the G Harris didn't put up what, what people were expecting. Um, but I'm still very high on Harris. So he did all this with without his running back game. Like really? Yeah, that, uh, Buffalo, did... that Buffalo and Pittsburgh game was kind of weird. I feel like B- Buffalo was just like I don't know what they were doing. I, I don't know. I felt like they felt they looked slow. They things right. weren't clicking for him. Josh Allen wasn't like 
you know, uh, what we saw last year. Um, um, but also Big Ben is kind of a shell. Like, you know, there were reports saying that he was the strongest his arm's been and he was as healthy as he's ever been, but it didn't seem like it. Yeah, right. I mean, and with, with Scotty Benzing's team, that is, is pretty similar with what it was last year. Uh, it's the Chiefs players. I mean, all three of them will go, you know, do do very, very well. And then if he can get, like, maybe one or two guys to go nuts other than the Chiefs players, he's in a good spot. He's in a good position. And that's yeah. what it was this week. Corey Davis going nuts with 24.2. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that, that was his door. And boom, he – Defeated Q very heavily. So again, super great on his flex. Yeah, well, yeah, hunted well. Uh, So it's just, you know, if he has one or two guys other than the Chiefs players go nuts, he's in a spot very heavily, most likely going to win the game if that's the case. Yeah, I agree. Um, Um, But if if, if Patrick Mahomes were to go down, I hope not. I really don't. Then he's in a tough spot. Oh, Um, I mean, that, that changes everything. Yeah, it, it really, really like does. A touchdown away from each of his players. I don't even know who the backup is there for Kansas City. I mean, I mean he's not important right now. Um, he did so, pretty good last year when Mahomes was out for that one game. Um, yeah, so I, yeah, I know I that they still remember. have, um, you know, a, a great offensive scheme and and players and coaching that they can make any player work. Um, mm-hmm. but, you know, Patrick Mahomes is just literally he. There's a reason he's the number one player in the league. Um, yep. I hope it doesn't happen, but and that's all. Only the that's the only real knock on on Scott having three Chiefs as keepers is if if one of them were to go down, that that really kind of hamstrings his team. Um, so it, it's, of course it's got to be in his mind, but you know at the same time when he's winning 196 to 133, he's not worried about that either. Right. Yeah. Now with Q's team, um, embarrassing from my dad. Embarrassing. Uh, that he should have listened to Spencer uh, when he said he shouldn't have uh, he shouldn't have started Ryan Fitzpatrick well, because he boom, dropped Jameis Winston. Yeah, and he dropped. <laughs> he still wouldn't have won. Uh, believe no, it or not, no, he wouldn't have won, but he'd be much more confident. It would make it a little bit more interesting. Yeah, right? uh, you know, Fitzpatrick's just not doing well. I mean, I mean, he, he got hurt, so uh, by zero point six fantasy points. Uh, Derrick Henry. Um, it's not midway through the year. So, I mean, game one for Derrick Henry, 9.2. Um, and, and then with uh, George Kittle not putting up the best numbers, didn't get much from his defense and uh, kicker. Uh, it's just that, that I think the highest was Matthew, Matthew Stafford did well. Uh, C.D. Lamb did well on Thursday. But uh, um, do you think Q is fine? I think he is. Uh, I think he's got great depth. Um, with Antonio Brown looking as good as he did and Devontae Smith looking as good as he did. Um, I think that he's going to put one of them over Mark Davis, Mike Davis. His, his bench, um, probably, I think, I mean, I haven't calculated. His bench probably outscored his team. Goodness. He, he, it looks like it. Chase Edmonds, Antonio Brown, Devontae Smith, Melvin Gordon had a Melvin very Gordon had a pretty good game. Good run there. I mean, yeah. goodness. Yeah, he's a he's a guy that like has trade bait right now. Um, he does. It, it's obvious that he chose he drafted pretty well. Um, but like, look at all these guys on his bench, and then but, you look at his quarterback. Exactly. So we we talked, we discussed this. TC, he put himself in this position. Yep. Like he he drafted like almost all these guys on his bench before he focused on a quarterback, and that's what's hurting him. Yeah. So now he, it, it, he's it was, putting himself it was a terrible he, strategy. Yeah, it was awful. It was such a bad strategy. 
him and him and Keegan's uh, no QB draft strategy, it's, it's not paying off for them. It's no. not, and it won't. I don't think that either one of them have a chance even to get into the top three. They have to make moves, well, which hopefully get, no one makes a move some with Keegan. Like, like, listen, Jared Goff and, and, and Jameis Winston, they they yeah. they need to go for those guys. I'm not giving you help, but it's like it's obvious that they're going to. They're smart enough mm-hmm. guys that they know that they need to get quarterbacks. And I get that they can see, well, if I don't drop the quarterback, I can always pick one up in the free agency once we see who does well. But I mean, I just I would rather have a good quarterback or two good quarterbacks than focus. I mean, than give myself a headache every week. I'm trying to realize or trying to think about who to play stream you know and then one guy a few guys go nuts on your bench and the guy you played just puts up a goose egg you know it's like i would rather have good quarterbacks yeah i agree who am i who am i um stafford did well stafford he looked good he did did. great balls fitzpatrick and getting injured doesn't help um i think he would have done better of course he would have done better if he didn't get injured um but yeah like (laughs) There's nothing he can do about that now. That's an injury. That's something you don't plan for. So he's going to be looking for a quarterback on the waiver wire pickups. So if you want to play right. defense, go ahead and get some quarterbacks. And go ahead. Bench. Get some QB, QBs. No big deal. Uh, next matchup, final matchup, the Skinnessy Titans. Uh, new team, new team name, uh, new year for Mr. Jacob McKinley, defeated Terry's Terrorist to 179.6 to 160.2. The closest matchup, uh, Terry's Terrorist did not do that bad. Very good. Uh, again, led the league, the Fog League, in quarterback play with Wilson and Hurts. Yeah, he's Hertz got the breaking out scoring team right now. Right. Heck, man, and, and he ended up losing. But uh, his, his wide receivers really hurt him. Uh, they did not do well, and Allen Robinson, Mike Evans, Julio Jones, but I, I, I don't think that's anything to be concerned about as of right now. Uh, most are going down uh, with an injury, did not help him. Um, so, uh, but a uh, uh, bright spot, man, Mr. Joe Mixon. Holy wow. moly, that's is he best. back? Goodness, uh, is he, he looked back? good. He looked good, but is he back? I, I'm reserving my judgment. Uh, yeah, until... you know, I agree. I'm totally with you. Because I got to see more of this consistency him for him. We've seen him have one good game or two good games and then just back to Joe Mixon. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, like for fantasy football purposes, you know, I hope he does great, but I'm, I'm not a believer yet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, again, Waller going absolutely nuts. But similar to Q, uh, his bench did very well. Uh, yeah. Debo Samuel going nuts without Brandon Ayuk. DJ Chark looked pretty good. Uh, the big Gronk is still alive and breathing and kicking. He's the uh, he one did absolutely right awesome. What's that? He's the number one tight end right now. Yeah, man. Good. Goodness. McNuck. He looked good. And Reach then, of course, back. he had Himes and Beasley did well on his bench. Uh, he had a very good bench. If I were you, I would start looking to trade for Gronk right now because you need that stack. Yeah. Yeah, he did good. That, that would be a bad little combo. Yeah, I could see. Um, I, I, I think – did Mike Evans get an injury designation – I'm not no, sure. It, says healthy, it was Thursday. I'm not sure. I, I thought something I like happened to, towards the end of the game where he was like limping off the field. Uh, um, I don't know. Maybe you know that extra days of recovery might have helped him. Um, but do do you who do you start? Um, I mean, Raheem's going. He's he's out. Like he's going to drop him because you can only have one IR. And I'm going to keep Rashad Bateman on the IR over uh, most. Or, well, I mean, if he does drop Bateman, I don't know who's going to pick him up. 
Um, but I'm gonna I'm I'm seriously looking at Debo Samuel Debo. and DJ Chark to be in the flex. Yeah. It would it, it, I would probably choose Debo. Um, I, again, they're going up against a tough matchup, but I think uh, he looked he looked very good. Do you um, start those same starting wide receivers next week for week two? Yeah, Robinson, Evans, and Jones. Yep, yeah, I, I would you have to. Yeah, I think, I think you have yeah. to. Yep, uh, the, their upside is extremely high, and I think we saw their floor. Yeah, they all busted. three of them. All three of them busted. Yep, and I think I think he's fine there. And again, uh, Marcus did all this and still put up 160. Um, yeah. So I think uh, I think Marcus is fine. Yeah, nothing to worry about there. But with Skinley. Um, again, Josh Allen not putting up high numbers, but he still also had very good quarterback play. And Dak Prescott, Josh Allen, uh, Clyde didn't do the best. He was under 10 points. But goodness, McNug, Amari Cooper definitely carried him. Cooper Cup definitely carried him. I thought Damian Harris looked very well. Justin Jefferson had an average game. Same thing with A.J. Brown. But what do you think about Tennessee Titans? Um, I like I, I like it right now. And you know, uh, I'm looking at the Mark Andrews that 3.5. That's that's rough, but I don't think that's going to happen. I think, I really think the weak spot on his team right now is Clyde edwards Lair. Mm. I really do. Mm-mm-mm. Um, I'm I'm literally thinking like, do you start Harris and Swift over edwards Lair? And it's it's almost like yeah. It's yeah. It, it like I I don't think I'm there yet. Um, it, again, it, did you really, watch the Lions San Francisco game? I did. Did I you did. see how much, um, Jared Goff was targeting the running backs? Yeah. He targeted yeah. DeAndre 11 times. Yeah. And again, I was kind of shocked by Swift. Um, I mean, I did, thought he, he looked good really from... as a pass catching back. Yeah, he did. Skin might have his keeper with Swift over Edwards Elaire next year. I think, um, well, I don't. Again, I'm not. I just. I don't. I don't know yet. I don't either. Uh, I'm making a prediction early. Yeah, I mean, it's not bad. I mean, get a little seed in Skin's head for sure. But well, I said, I said yesterday something about Edwards Elaire being being garbage or not being good, and he liked it with a thumbs up. So I think he's finally <laughs> seen my green grass on my side. Huh? Oh green boy, this grass is over here, and how brown and murky and patchy his grass mm. is over there in Edwards Elaire land. And you know what? Like, it's not that Edwards Hilaire is a bad player. He's in a system that doesn't complement the type of player that he is. Yeah. Um, so that that's really that's really what it comes down to. It's all the the surrounding factors. It's not mm-hmm. nothing against him as an individual. Yeah, I think uh, Skin has a uh, decision to make this upcoming week uh, with what to do with Swift or where to put him or if he, you know, same thing with Damian Harris and, and Clyde. Um, I think you got to keep Cooper Cup in there. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think he keeps Edwards Elaire and gives him one more week and yeah. puts uh, Swift over Harris. So you think, then, yeah, I was about to ask you, Swift or Harris? I say um, Swift. Well, Swift right now, because there there's an obvious, um, there are only three kind of fantasy relevant players for counting the QB on the Lions. Um, with the Patriots, it's just, you never know. Um, it's start. It's 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 what we're starting to see from San Francisco and the Shanahan offense. There's really like no certain way or certain person that we know is going to be fantasy relevant. Mm-hmm. It's he's a great player, and we saw like yeah, that fumble I think cost them the game. They should have had that. He fumbled inside the ten. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they would have at least gotten a field goal and won the game, in my opinion. But you know, it, I think that he's going to bounce back from it. and He's going to play better next week. 
Yeah, should be should be fun, interesting to see uh, what happens. And uh, so that's it with the matchups, TC. Uh, moving on to the last part of this episode, the waiver wire pickups. Uh, we got so I mean with the, with the waiver wire week one, uh, it, with what heck with last year, it, it wasn't just going off to with the guys that were available after week one last year. Uh, Malcolm Brown, well, he was up there. Uh, Naheem Hines, you remember he had a very good week one. Yeah. Uh, but th- I think those both of those guys are duds. Uh, Benny Snell, uh, Paris Campbell, Robbie Anderson, I think is the is the only one that turned into a long term deal here uh, after week one. He did very well. Menchu was available. Um, uh, so again, I think it's kind of similar to this year. Um, not like I, 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 there's there's some guys that could help you out. But I don't really think there's guys that you, uh, you know, strip your clothes off, run down the street for. You know what no, I'm saying? I, I agree. Like, as much as as we saw, like, players busting this week, like Marcus Terry's wide receivers, you know, Julio, Mike Evans, Robinson, there are players that weren't picked up that do have boom weeks, mm-hmm. you know? like And, and I don't think that we're going to see that kind of consistency throughout. So you have to be very patient here. Um, you have to look at like the competing players that who are going to get picked up. Um, when I, when uh, do you want to get into it? You want to get yeah into quarterbacks. Who do you got? Who do you think is is the best? You know, of course, Jameis Winston. Number one is Winston. Yeah, uh, yep. he's going to be bid on um, by anybody that needs a quarterback and some people that don't need a quarterback. Um, it, it could be a defensive maneuver, or it could also be just to get a backup. Um, mm-hmm. A little bit of both in that situation, and also Jared Goff. If he mm. if he plays consistently like that, um, and they, I mean they play Green Bay, who is wounded right now, um, but he he had thirty one point eight points. Yeah, that's yeah. that's if if he puts that if he puts up over twenty five points to you know every week, he's going to be a top eight quarterback. And and, and again, um, with them just being down a lot, they're gonna throw it more than normal teams. Yeah. So, but again, and, and, I'm still not a high Jared Golf guy. But I mean, you gotta think about that stuff. Um, yeah, I like I Teddy agree. Bridgewater. Um, I thought he looked good. Um, but but oh. Teddy's not Teddy's not like a I don't know. He, he's not like a gunslinger kind of thrower. He doesn't have that anymore. No, but I, I mean, I I really think that it, he looked better than previous years. Um, that he's been on, I thought he looked good. Um, are you so? Are you? Would you choose Jared Goff over Teddy? Yes. What about Jared Goff over Tyrod Taylor? Yes. Jared you, Goff is my number two QB right now. Okay. What about Bridgewater and Taylor? Um, between those two guys, Taylor kind of on there. Bridgewater, not really. Okay, so you're not you're not a Bridgewater kind of guy. No, I, I just don't think fantasy-wise that he's going to do anything for you. I mean, I think it, it's like if you're in a pinch and you need somebody, yeah. But in our league, we have eight players and 16 quarterbacks. He put up 22 fantasy points, TC. You it's not good, good enough. It's not, not good, good enough. enough. No. We mean it's not good enough. Kirk Cousins put up 24. Yeah, but if you're looking for like a, like a quarterback two, not you can you can sleep with 22 fantasy points. Yeah, but I'm gonna toss and turn a little bit. Uh, with 22 fantasy points, listen, dude. I'm I think you can sleep with that. If I'm it's under, if it's under like 15, then you cry. Players, okay, 
Okay, I want big time players. Teddy Bridgewater is not a big time player. No, but if he keeps putting up twenty two fantasy points, yes, for QB two. Oh, then two. he could finish. Then he could finish the thirteenth QB overall. But on my I, team, no. I don't think Jared Goff will continue to score thirty one points. Probably not. I think he's. I think that's his ceiling. But I think uh, Teddy Bridgewater's ceiling just does isn't is kind of close to uh, Jared Goff's floor. You know, like I, I really do. Maybe. I mean, he he was he was a Super Bowl caliber quarterback when I mean I I get it that they had Gurley and he didn't really do anything when they lost to the Patriots thirteen to three, but he had to hit Cooper Cup and Robert Woods a whole lot all year. And he was capable of doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that he's getting, I think he's like on the low end of like, people are like just putting him off because now he's on Detroit because the the Rams traded Matt Stafford for him and he's got a huge contract. Like he's getting paid. He's going out there to prove his doubters wrong right now. He's got a little chip on his shoulder. Mm-hmm. Um, are you interested at all with Sam Darnold? Um, he'd be a pickup. I think he has the possibility of getting there. I think that he, um, Sorry about this. Uh, anytime the, the the mailman comes around, the uh, oh mailman, cookie, cookie the Chihuahua goes absolutely <laughs> ape crap. Um, but uh, which one did you say, Darnold? Sam Darnold. I'm not looking to pick him up. Um, it's it's like he's kind of in the similar situation that Teddy Bridgewater is, and if you need a quarterback and you're on bye weeks and and you don't want to spend any money on a good quarterback and because you want to save that your budget for like a a skilled player or, you know, circumstances. I don't think he's worth a start in our league. And I don't think Teddy Bridgewater's worth a start in our league either. I think there are just better quarterbacks. All righty. Uh, running backs. Uh, who do you got for your top pickups here? I mean, it has to be Elijah Mitchell right now for everybody oh, yeah. because, because yep. uh, Mostert went down. Um, Sermon didn't even dress. It was Elijah Mitchell and Jamichael Hasty. Um, and Mitchell seemed like the faster back, the more explosive, just the better. He looked better. Um, he obviously did. And, and he's so basically now he's the running back one for the San Francisco 49ers. And if there's a running back one available, you need to go out and so, get that guy. Like, I agree with you. He is the top waiver wire pickup right now. But yeah. I honestly think, TC, that this is a trap. It's a trap. It seems like a trap to me. I'm not going to. Uh, again, this kind of goes back to me not trusting San Francisco at all. Because you you put up a lot of money uh, to get Mitchell, maybe like 15, 20%, maybe even more. And, and then, boom, Sermon comes back, and he sees a lot of carries or a lot of involvement. Now, and I think this is kind of similar to Mitchell. Malcolm Brown last year, if you remember that situation. Yeah. I mean, I think that this is a trap. I You, you can put up – I think I mean, you put up a little bit, maybe a couple change, but I wouldn't put up – a lot for this guy because I think it's not a long-term deal. I think that some people are going to um, win this kind of like a steal. I, I think the fab budget is going to be like 20% to, to 25% that gets Elijah Mitchell. I'm not putting mm-hmm. that much money up on him. I think somebody will because they need that situation. <clears throat> Kagan Scott. Mm-hmm. Um, but 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 I, I agree with you. There 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 is something about this situation with it being San Francisco that I'm not 100% trusting in. And plus – you know, when I'm looking at it from my position, I've got Trey Sermon on my bench, and do I? I'm I, I'm holding on to Trey Sermon. I'm being patient with him. Like, yeah, don't, you like, have to. Don't drop think, him yet. 
yeah, I've had issues with this in the past and I've gotten better at it. You need to be patient. It's only week one. Now I, I get that everyone, you know, that there are players that it's like, Oh, we realize oh, this player's playing now we need to get him on our team, but weeks two and three also produce players like that as well. Oh yeah. If you go too hard in on week one, then the true players that are going to last longer throughout the season that have come out week two, week three, you know, then that yeah. you just pass them by. You're not even giving them a chance now. Yeah. Um, so he obviously is the number one, you know, um, let me, let me look. And then my second, my second one is going to be Kenneth Gainwell. Ah, I, I, I saw some stuff from him. It wasn't, I mean, he, he scored 11.3 points. Um, he's, he's going to be used in that Philadelphia offense. He, yeah. He's going to be used. And I and, think that he's touchdown dependent to be, um, fantasy start worthy. But I think that that's someone that you want on your bench that could be great filler for a bye week. Right. And again, I kind of mentioned him when we went over the Eagles uh, in the offseason. Um, I thought he looked very pretty. I um, mean, and he's like, oh, you I, marry him? I, well, maybe. And, and I think it's uh, he he's going to be a big part of this offense. And it could be, uh, you know, could be a flex guy looking down the, the future here. Um, this year, so yeah, I mean, it's I not a bad grab. His way into that, he totally could. Um, um there, question: there uh, Mark Ingram, any interest there? Goodness, he saw well, a there's lot interest, of carries. There's interest there, but when I'm looking at running back available players, it says Mark Ingram, and then right underneath him is David Johnson, and then two down from him is Philip Lindsay. So it, it's still up in the air, and he's mm-hmm. touchdown dependent. Yeah, David Johnson. David Johnson. Points. Yeah, he uh, I, Mark I mean, Ingram had 14 points. Philip Lindsay had eight points. Whoever gets the touchdown is the fantasy relevant back there. But how do you predict that? You can't exactly. There's yeah. no way. I still, I'm still too scared to snag up Mark Ingram. You know, I you could take a shot, and and honestly, I think Philip Lindsay's got the freshest legs. I mean, David Johnson's the experience there. Mark Ingram's the bruiser. Philip Lindsay's more of the gadget type of running back. Um, that I think they're going to find a way to work him into the system a little bit better. I think Lindsay's going to be the number one back on that team at the end of this year. Hmm. Interesting. Any other running backs? And then we'll move on to wide receivers. Any more? Um, James White, honorable okay. mention. James White. He's useful. He's always so good for the team. Um, fantasy wise, it's hard to predict because, like you know, he's he's another touchdown dependent player. That if you're going to start, you need to get a touchdown from him. And I don't know if that's going to happen. He does score touchdowns, but you can't. Predict he does. It. You can't predict it. So it's hard to predict those kind of things. But so so far, safe. The safest one, I think, is Elijah Mitchell and Kenneth Gainwell. Yep, I agree with you. I agree with you. All right, moving on along. The wide receivers, we got. I think this is this is the hardest one to predict because um, you see some players that you they should they should um, get points, but like I'm looking down at Russell Gage right now, and he didn't get anything. Mm-hmm. He zero points week one. Oh, um, he's he's, Harris, he's a drop. If you have him, drop him. Yeah, the Atlanta's just not worthy right now. Um, I'm looking at uh, Sammy Watkins is on top of the board, but I don't trust Sammy Watkins after week week one. Um, it's just hard to. But mm-hmm. Sterling Shepard and Van Jefferson and uh, Zach Pascal is that I'm looking at now. Also with the injury to Jerry Judy, you have Tim Patrick. He went he was targeted four times and had all four receptions. So there's that, the ability that 
He is a consistent player there. Um, I don't think that he's going to get crazy volume, but mm-hmm. I think that he's somebody that you should look out for. But my first one, it's got to be Sterling Shepard, my number one. Right. Um, just because yeah. there really isn't an established wide receiver um, on the Giants, and Galladay really didn't do much. Um, but I think this was a boom week for Sterling Shepard as well. Yeah. So you kind um, of have to like start to, to delineate between did he is that the, is that his ceiling? What, what's their floor? What what, what am I going to get on an average? Um, Nelson Aguilar, for example, touchdown dependent as well. Um, he could be good flex on a drop week. Um, Van Jefferson had a great connection with Matt Stafford. So I think the wide receiver waiver wires are going to be, it's the biggest pool of possible flex players um, that you can pick up. Any, do you have any interest in uh, Kristen Kirk? Now, of course, uh, heck, he's like technically the third best wide receiver. Now, heck, he was kind of thrown back there. Uh, because uh, Rondell Moore was getting more attention than Kirk, but Kirk went absolutely nuts. Well, Kirk is that long. He's that. Um, he's really fast. He can stretch the field. Um, mm-hmm. I think that they need that from him. You know what really kind of throws this uh, into muddy waters is I'm looking up on the waiver claim, and AJ Green is ahead of Christian Kirk. Yeah. I think AJ Green. Uh, you shouldn't just write him off. I don't think he's going to really do much anymore. You can't count on him. I no, think that he's going to average no. around six points this year. He's going to get a few balls here and there, um, a few um, specific downs that he helps convert. Um, he's going to be a guy that they target specifically for his uh, his experience in the position or in the play that they're in. Um, Christian Kirk is going to be um, better than A.J. Green. Now, Rondell Moore has the ability, the upside to be the wide receiver too, um, but I think it's Christian Kirk right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I'm going crazy to try to pick him up. Um, I'm, I'm really hesitant about spending a whole bunch of my budget on anybody week one. Yeah. And, yeah. and, yeah. and I'm waiting for once waivers go through to see who doesn't, who hasn't gone through. And then I'm going to pick and choose who I think the best options are going to be. Now, of course, uh, I'll throw a couple more out. Yeah. And then move on tight ends. Tim Patrick's one of them that could possibly uh, see more attention with Jared Judy being out. He didn't have a bad week, 11.9 fantasy points. But another guy, TC, heck, I don't want to say my secrets, but another guy who who saw a lot of targets on a very – no, uh, on a very good wide receiver team uh, is uh, K.J. Osborne from Minnesota. He saw nine targets with seven catches. Um, I, heck, I he looked good. That. Could he be the wide receiver three on that team? I think he is the wide receiver three now. I mean, like um, consistency. Could he put up numbers? I mean, he's a year two guy. I think he's year two or is he a rookie? I think he's year well, two. He was targeted nine times and he had seven receptions. Yeah. I think that having Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson is like a, a it's a blessing for mm-hmm. uh, Osborne mm-hmm. um, because the teams are so focused and they know how nasty ball those receivers can be which gives him all the, like the the just space in the world almost but also um he has to execute and he did execute he that, good. That, that's consistent he looked, he right looked there. Good. i think that he can consistently get five receptions a game i think this is a great guy to put on your bench um and if one of those receivers go down he's going to be elevated to flex position sure 
Yeah, uh, just another guy to target and possibly monitor and see what he can do. Did you uh, click the interested in button on KJ Osborne already? I, I don't know. Did I? I think I did. It says one team <laughs> interested, and it's got to be you. That's, that's got to be me. That could be Keegan. I don't know. <laughs> I did. I, I I was uh, trigger happy when it comes to the interest button t- I, this morning. I seen, I've seen a bunch yeah. of those where it says one person's interested. Yeah. <laughs> well, heck, I mean, I love that new that new thing there because if you know if you had a player on your team TC and I click on the interest thing, um, with I th- I think I clicked on one on your team, oh. I, and it should notify you, and you can see uh, it'll say if you click on his profile, you can see like t- one Who's team interested? is interested, and you can click on it. And it shows you who's interested. So that could lead up to some, you know, trade (laughs) discussions. Right away, who it was. (laughs) I knew. You know who it was. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't didn't even have to. I looked at my lineup. I'm like, oh, this is the guy. Oh, yeah. That's easy. I knew exactly who you were talking about. Uh, Tight ends. Tight ends. Uh, Not a lot of them, but there's a couple that catch my eye. Noah Fant being one of them again. With uh, Jared Judy being out, could see more attention there at Denver. Dallas Goddard is still available in our league. Uh, he had a touchdown last week. Again, uh, uh, Zach Ertz still there, but um, and and with Philadelphia possibly, possibly being a, a very good team, it might not be a bad target there. Any yeah. other tight ends? Yeah, Goddard is definitely somebody that you should be targeting and Noah Fant because, you know, with, with Tanyan just – yeah. Yeah, I agree. Uh, just, just to just to have a backup, you know, like, and mm-hmm. I and I think Tanyan's a great player. I think it's a bad week for the the Packers. Um, I'm looking at um, Jawan Johnson had a great. Is he even on ours? He is. He's he super is. low. Um, I mean, yeah, he was definitely that was his ceiling, two touchdowns. But yeah, but, but if that happens, if they get there and and Jameis Winston relies on that tight end, now we also have to be prepared for when Michael Thomas comes back. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm I'm so ready for that after seeing Jameis play like he did. I'm so ready for Mike Thomas to come back. You know, lots of lots of people are going to see Juwan Johnson with that two touchdowns and just go nuts on this guy. I I don't think. I mean, I think don't he only do caught, it. Yeah, I think, I think he only caught the ball three like, times. Yeah, or something like that. Uh, yeah. Adam Troutman's still there. Uh, who was supposed to be the best tight end on that team? So I think it was just a heck. He was just wide open two times and well, the ball. At first, um, he was supposed to like not start. There was something issue with him health wise that he might not start, and then he ended up starting, um, or something happened there where it was it was weird and there was misunderstandings. I think, um, but yeah, I I I think that you can't go too crazy on mm-hmm. John Johnson yet. He was very touchdown dependent, and you need to be patient. Like this is week one waiver wires. Everybody's got to be patient and, and and really make moves that aren't going to hurt their team like you know there have probably been a lot of instances where we've picked up players and dropped somebody just for that person we dropped to go bozo the next few weeks and then get scooped by another guy like we see that all the time and it it probably is going to happen but it's something that you got to worry about not Mm -hmm. worry but just be cognizant of right absolutely any other tight ends to discuss it's really just goddard fan jared cook i think is worthy of a look because of the pass happy Los Angeles Chargers. Mm-hmm. And speaking of pass happy, I think that that is going to be an issue with Eckler. I don't think if he's not in the passing game, they're a passing team right now, and, yeah. and that's going to hurt his value. It could be a good buy low on Eckler. 
Jared Cook, Cole Komet, I think, falls in that category as well. Um, Cole Komet is just, a great player. He is. Yeah. Um, and if, I think if he gets he, a touchdown, he's – oh, yeah. He's going to yeah. help you out big time. Yeah. All righty. TC, that, that rounds up the, the waiver wire. You got any last words or comments? We had a long one today. Um, send us your trades. Let us know what your trades are. Like, I'm going to mm. say this every time we get on. Like, I, we want to hear. We want to know. We want to help. And plus, we just love talking and discussing fantasy football. We like to throw our opinions, and we like to argue about who we think is going to be better. It just makes mm. for good conversation, and it really challenges you know, each of us, you know, when we talk and we have different opinions. So I just sure really does. like to talk about it, honestly. Absolutely. TC, you will be back on this week for TC Thursday. We will go over our matchups um, for week two. Uh, we are going to week two. So who will be 0-2, who will be 2-0, and and who will, you know, I'm just sitting in the middle with 1-1. So we will discuss that on Thursday. TC, again, thanks for joining us. Uh, you have listened. To the Flawcast Network, everyone stay safe.